Are you kidding me? The guy asked for something spooky. Is it a gun that sucks balls? I'm the farting demon in this relationship. <laughs> I'd be an awesome rich person. You're both just an exactly. God, I'm awesome. We're talking Tom Hanks and his vehicles. Yeah, I had my finger in my mouth waiting for you to finish. You gotta get four balls or something? Like dick piercings? <laughs> like, no, you know damn well I'm fucking that demon. It's still sexy. <laughs> How could I be close and not be right? Yeah, I'll just kill some random dude. His wishes. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Plotty Time, the podcast where we three gamers discuss video game stories in detail. Unnecessary and appropriate backlash. On one side of the table, we have Chump Slap. And he said, baby, up your butt with a coconut. I think he was prepared to do it, except there was no coconut. He had no coconut, to my knowledge. (laughs) Other side of the table is Dr. Scientist. Or, as Beethoven used to say, die bush verdin sicknick schneiden. These bushes won't trim themselves. But there again, he was always saying shit like that. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Papa Scotch, and as I always say... It's my daughter's birthday today. Please feel free not to share things with me. Welcome to Plotty Time, the most accurate podcast in the game. So, <laughs> let's start where we always start with Dr. Scientist. Uh, what are you playing? What are you watching? What are you doing? What's going on with you? Uh, you know, some stuff. I finally did watch Glass Onion, so I can talk to you guys about that. Oh, nice. The new What'd one? you think? What, what's your thoughts? Uh, I don't think it was as good as Knives Out. No, me neither. I didn't either. I think Ed Norton's character is a hilarious mock of uh, Elon Musk. Yup. Yeah, I'll take that. And I thought it was a little bit far-fetched, even well, for that kind of genre. I liked how, I liked the end where uh, the detective, Daniel Craig, was just fired up because it was so fucking dumb and obvious <laughs> yeah, that yeah, he like, yeah. thought past it, you know what I mean? Yeah, that, that was kind of good. I thought that was an interesting take on the who done it. <laughs> I love how he just tells him everything right away when they start. It's like, yeah. oh, it was... <laughs> He's like, I spent a lot of money putting this <laughs> yeah, like I mean, a lot of money. It's aimed right at you. It's the only thing I can do. But yeah, it was okay. As far as like big budget Hollywood effect, like big actors in it, as far as those movies go, I thought it was good. Yeah. Yeah. But if I'm rewatching one of them, it's probably going to be the first Knives so. Out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I uh, kind of got down this little hole of watching. There's this guy on TikTok who okay. people like uh, show him parts of like movies and shows. And there's like a sport, sport like going on in the background on a TV, and they're like, oh. "Find this game." <laughs> and he kind of like goes through this long, spirited explanation of how he finds his game. Like he's like, like there'll be a hockey game on, and he's like, "Telling by the way the crease is, this has to be the AHL from '95 to 2004." And he goes like on his long explanation, and he's like, "This was a game between the Rochester Whatevers and the on yeah. September 3rd, 1998." Does he have a name? Is he like the dete- the sports detective? Or uh, it was the sports guy. I got hold on. I took a picture of it so I could remember. <laughs> and then I don't remember. <laughs> so he just sees games being played like on the background in other media. Oh yeah, it's for like fifteen or like five seconds, maybe even that. It's the no problem gambler. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So people just tweet him or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, I bet you can't find this game in the background of the episode of Lost season four. Nice. That sounds like I don't know fun. if he's actually just making it up, but it sounds good the way he makes it up, so it's entertaining. Yeah. It'd be great if he did find out he made it all up. <laughs> That'd be fat. Like, he's just a fraud. That's <laughs> this whole thing. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, it's, it's funny hearing him go through like, oh, I was stuck for a while until I thought of, hey, at the back of their jersey is slightly different here, so that's got to be a different team than the one. Or like he narrows it down to two teams and can't figure out exactly which one it is, and then he's like, but I looked at, it was number 11, and only one team had number 11 for these <laughs> three. It's like... 
doing long logic math puzzles for fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 A lot harder, though. Like, did you ever see, it reminds me of those sites like the Jersey Watch or whatever it is, where they document, like, every single thing about every team's different alternate jerseys. <laughs> no. I've never seen that. You've never seen that? That like, sounds like a Papa Scotch thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I mean, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Just, it's, people are really, really into that thing. I, I don't know. Why? It's none of my business why, but people really track jersey variants. Yeah, just so they could buy new ones. For our British audience, that means a kit. <laughs> You've been You're playing welcome. way too much rugby. <laughs> or cricket, whichever cricket. we have. <laughs> Football, it's from, I believe. That's the short socks jersey yeah. combo. It's yep. called a kit. Oh, anyway. What did I play this week, you asked? Yeah. I played a game called, I started, uh, it's called Death's Door. You kind of play this like, I don't know, penguin type bird thing. And mm-hmm. your job is to go collect souls, and <laughs> classic. It's kind of like a it's a souls like game, but you have to like this one big soul escapes you, and then you have to try and figure out how to catch it again. And you go through this whole world. It's it was alright. It's kind of fun, kind of annoying. Okay, you know how souls games are. Oh, my favorite kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hard and annoying. It's it's my most entertaining kind of annoying. Yeah, and uh, that's kind of all I did is play that and watch those couple of things. Kind of busy. Okay, so Papa Scotch. Uh, why don't you tell us what you did? Oh, thanks for asking. Uh, starting with what I played, I finally got through the story of God of War, Ragnarok. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked it. I thought it was really good. You you played the first one, right? Yeah, but I don't like from 2018. Yeah. I, I don't remember much about it. I don't know. I like thought... I remembered the big story beats, but like I didn't remember. Did it. you like this story better or the first one? I think the first one. Right. But I, again, I don't remember much about it. Yeah, me neither. But I. I swear I like the first one. <laughs> I know, same thing. I thought I liked the first one better, but Odin was still alive and Thor was still alive at the start of the first. It's we're getting through another thing. I guess spoilers for those of you who haven't finished it, but everybody died. Like not everybody, but a lot of the main bad guys die. Dude, Odin's awesome in it. He's hey, great. Some people didn't play it. I'm just saying Odin's awesome. It's just it seems like we're getting right back into the the groove of like the original trilogy, the original trilogy of God of War games. And well, did you? I mean, in all, all honesty, did you think you expect it to be different? No, I didn't. No, I mean, if I buy God of War, I know what I'm getting with God of War. Like the PS2 slash PS3 versions were very different than the 2018 version. Like that was a huge jump to like a different style of game, which I loved. Mm-hmm. I love the format of these games. Right. But the story's getting a little. I don't know. Didn't they say this is the last God of War game? I, I don't know how they could. Like, they make so much money. I'm pretty sure they said it was the last one. They're like, all right, well, that's it. That's the last story. End of Kratos' story. That doesn't make Maybe. That doesn't make sense the way they ended it then. Kind of does. Well. They well, didn't want to. Ki- they also. didn't agree to disagree <laughs> without too many spoilers. We'll, we'll talk about it again, I'm sure. Someday. We'll get to it. Oh, yeah. Once I forget about it. <laughs> Once we forget, we'll revisit it. Uh, but yeah, I finished the story. I still have a lot of like uh, stuff to do. And while I did turn a corner and I'm not just going for Platinums, I feel like I'm not done with the game. Like I want to do some of the side missions and like some of the exploration and stuff. Once I get bored with it, I'll leave it go or if I Platinum it, whichever comes first. Yeah, I hear that. But I got Elden Ring and Doki Doki Literature Club to play, you know, so I can't really be <laughs> can't fussing wait. around with this God of War. <laughs> I have decided that after I'm done with God of War, the next game I play is going to be Doki Doki Literature Club. Yeah, you can't go God of War right in the Elden Ring. It's too much. It's just too- <laughs> By the time I finished Elden Ring, I'd just be burned out of long games, and I'd probably get in one of those funks where I'm like, I don't even want to play anything. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. And then I'll get weird. Like, I'll start playing cricket again. It'll be weird. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants that. <laughs> Nobody needs that. Nobody. 
If we have any cricket enthusiasts, anyone play a cricket 22, let me know. We'll play online. <laughs> uh, but what did I watch? Uh, the big thing, I don't remember if I talked about this or not, but I watched Peacemaker. Did I talk about this on the show? You may have, but I don't remember. No, so. definitely not. Because I would have said. Have you guys yeah, seen good. it? Yeah, I loved I seen it. it. I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought it was good too. And uh, John Cena really crushes it. Like he really does as this guy who's like a jock idiot. But <laughs> that's what he does great in that role all the time. I love, he, he does. I he love really he, was perfectly cast for this. When he just gets out of the hospital and he's like looking around, like seriously, I could just go. <laughs> like, yeah, because he was in jail. Yeah, he went to that mission with the Suicide Squad. Everybody else died but him. He woke up in a hospital and he's like, "Can I just? I can just go." I get, like no one's looking for me, and he was like a little bummed out that no one was like looking for him. <laughs> yeah. Because he sucks. Oh, and then his buddy, the assassin guy, what was his name? I remember. I don't remember either, but... The guy who's completely insane that was a busboy until he came back. <laughs> yeah. It's absurd. It's a lot more fun than all the other DC stuff. Yeah, definitely. And it's it's better with, like, characters, too. So check it out if you're into it, folks. Yeah. I also watched another movie that kicked fucking ass. Oh, yeah? And I know at least one of you have seen it. I'm looking at you, Dr. Scientist. Oh, yeah? I'm waiting for you to say it. Did you watch Troll? Yeah, uh, the new one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Not the 1989 one. <laughs> well, that one's great too. <laughs> that is that. great for different reasons. Yeah. But the the new one was fucking awesome. I know. I loved it. Yeah. It was dumb as shit, and I loved it. I couldn't. I couldn't be happier with it. God damn! I have to watch it now. Uh, it is. You'll. You won't be upset. I've seen some of the shit you watch, <laughs> but it, it's it's entertaining. Right on. And then I watched uh, the movie Wind Chill over the a while ago. I, I forgot to talk about it. Have you guys seen this one? It's like one of oh god, Emily Blunt's like first movies. No, no. I'm still not 100 percent sure who Emily Blunt is. <laughs> god, I don't. I I get it, man. I totally get everything. <laughs> I, I I definitely couldn't picture like pick her out of a lineup. But if you said she was in this movie, I'm like, oh yeah, that was her. I'm trying to think of what she was in. Like the she was in uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, that's, that's, tomorrow. What that's, that's what I remember. That's what I remember most. Yeah, that's what I was gonna yeah, say, was, but. Definitely in that. The other big one, she was in, she was in The Quiet Place, all of those. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, that was a pretty good one. Uh, what else did I watch? I used to have a whole list. Uh, but anyway, Windchill was about this woman, Emily Blunt, who's in college, and she need a, she needs a ride home for the holidays. So she finds like a flyer for someone that's going like in the same direction, and she calls this guy. And uh, it turns out to be a little creepy because the guy like lightly stalked her and thought this would be like a romantic way to like talk to her. Oh, mm. uh, that's weird. That's not a nice way to talk to somebody? <laughs> no, and then they get in a car accident. And uh, uh, yeah, things happen from there. It's a horror movie, by the way. Oh, right, mm-hmm. right. It's a creepy one, but it's it's decent. Like, it's a good... Uh, we watch it around Christmas because it takes place because she's going home for Christmas. Oh, well. It's a light in the mood, I see. <laughs> Absolutely. And then I also watched Hush. Have you guys seen Hush? I think we talked uh, about it before. I may have. It's The name is so similar to other movies that I'm not sure which one Hush is. Has a um, it's a Mike Flanagan joint, the guy that did Midnight Mass and Midnight Club and... Uh, keep, keep going, talk about plot. Midnight. Sure, you're right, got it. And then uh, this is a full-length feature film he did. So It's the one with the deaf woman who's at, who does the home, who gets home invaded. Oh, and she doesn't know the guy's there? Yeah, she doesn't oh. know. Oh, that is pretty good. Okay. It's like an hour and a half, and it's just her fighting off a home invader. Yeah, all right, yeah, that's good. But she's completely deaf. Is it good? I kind of liked it. I thought it was good. I, I It was very tense. Yeah. But... Like, my wife does not do well with, like, home invasion movies. Like, you know mm. what I mean? They're... Does she t- go, like, get up and go lock the doors? And... <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yeah, all like we're watching it, Holds and all a of a gun. sudden, <laughs> yeah. she's just sitting in the corner with a shotgun with all the lights on. It's pretty great. Understandable. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, and then the last thing we just watched uh, a little bit of TV. We caught up on some Superstore. That's really it. <laughs> Superstore. Uh. Yeah, you know, an inoffensive comedy. Now that the office is off the air, something to take that spot. Fair enough. Amen. I don't know. I watched an episode of The Office the other day, and Michael Scott just annoys me. <laughs> I don't, so I don't I turned know. turned it off. Yeah, I don't know if maybe my attitude towards the world has changed. Do you think? But I, every every episode, I think, man, this guy would get fired in like two hours. <laughs> yeah, I I think about that too, and I remember when it came out, watching it and loving the show. Yeah, and then one person said Jim's an asshole. And I was like, no, he's not. He's funny and cool. No, and then he's when an you asshole. watch the show again thinking he's an asshole, he's like, wow, he really is an asshole. I always <laughs> thought he was a prick, like a cocky, arrogant yeah, douche. Yeah, I, I love Toby, though. Toby's one of my favorites. Right. And Oscar. Yeah. yeah and, the characters uh, you end up liking, you're not supposed to like from the show. And the ones you're supposed to like are all like... Except Stanley. I think you're supposed to like Stanley. And he might be my absolute favorite <laughs> one. I think Stanley is all of us at work sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's what it is. Like when he goes to Orlando and grabs a car and then fucking Creed jumps in, they speed off and, <laughs> and he's wearing Hawaiian shirt. I'm on vacation. <laughs> away. And when he gets in line for pretzel day, he's like, this is one day a year. I enjoy myself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's all I did, played and watched. Uh, how about you, Chump Slap? What have you been up to? Well, I finished that Van Brace game. Oh, Van Brace. Van Brace. Cold Heart. Is it or, good? Or like obviously, it isn't very long if you beat it already. I thought it would be like it's, Darkest Dungeon where it take it a hundred Yeah, it did not take that long. Once you figure out, oh, you just got to use upgrades and shit, and then you almost can just walk through it. But I don't know. There's too much reading. at the By the end, I was just fast flipping through dialogue. You know how it is. Oh, yeah. You didn't care about the story anymore? Yeah. So I don't know. I guess there's other ways to... Plenty of different ways to beat it and shit, but... Mm-hmm. I, don't know. I won't go back. I don't care. You know, All right. You know how I do. Yep. <laughs> yeah, of course. Then if I ever play it, you'll be like, I don't remember that game. I'll be like, what the fuck are you talking about? But yeah, I don't think it was terrible. It's a good time. It's like you play one or two rounds and then you turn it off. So it's a quickie. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that's all I was really playing. I watched a couple movies, though. You guys ever hear of the lucky number 11? Yeah. Of course yeah, I man. I <laughs> This is the first time I've ever seen it. Really? Oh, it's not bad. Yeah. I never even, like, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, wow. I didn't even know uh, anything about it, but it was pretty good. I really liked it and how the main bad guys, what, who are the main bad guys? Uh, Morgan Freeman and... Uh, I don't know who the other guy was. I want to say Bill Nye, but that's not right. No. Bill Nye. Yeah, it's not him. He played a great villain. He played a great science guy. Oh, the ball. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but they have like those those two huge towers in New York City across the street from one another. Yeah, like they, they don't leave because they, yeah. they're afraid they're going to get killed. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty good, uh, pretty interesting movie. And Lucy Liu is fantastic in it. Yeah, super charming. Yeah, it was a good movie. I've never seen it before, so I mean, I had a good time watching it. How did you come across that? That does not sound in your like. I, I can't imagine that was in your recommendations. Probably Amazon, just looking through. Mm. It's like, hey, you here's one get... movie we found you didn't watch. Yeah, eventually you get through to something it's like oh fine i'll fucking just put it on a lot like open graves <laughs> have i seen that i think you did Is it's about the... like a board game that kills people i've seen so many movies like that though no tell me more because i'm, trying I, to I'm think interested of, i didn't write much more than that open <laughs> graves like plural yeah. yeah uh it's 
it's a really dumb board game. You roll a die and then you read a card and it tells you, like if you get a card that says Epitaph, it tells you how you're going to die. Eliza Dushku is in it? How did I miss yeah. that? Yeah, I thought, think that's why I saw it, but I don't remember it. Yeah, it's pretty fucking dumb. I see it has a four point four stars on IMDb, so. Out of five? Ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just so stupid because you get... The winner gets a wish, and I don't know. They show this guy who played it before, and he, he his legs were cut off, so he wishes for his legs back. And there's this one scene where his legs are growing back, and it's, like, so painful for him and shit. Hmm. That's the only thing that stuck out in my head. The rest of it was fucking dumb as shit. Mm, so you're saying don't watch it? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm saying check it out if you're into board games that kill people uh, type movies. I'm into Eliza Dushka movies, so maybe we'll see that. There's some overlap. That's perfect. Yeah, there yeah. you go. I think I might have seen it before, too, but I didn't talk about it. So then All I right. watched this other, this newer movie. It's called Sick. Sick. Okay. It's about these two college girls, high school girls. I couldn't tell. Whatever. But they go to a cabin. It's about quarantine. Like once all the schools were closed and everything, they just had to quarantine. So they, these two just go to a cabin together to just hang out. And then people try to kill him. They're just like these killers coming after him. I was going to say, maybe I saw that movie, but I saw an entirely different movie set up the exact same way. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, Sick is written by Kevin Williamson, the guy that wrote Scream. Oh, so, really? Which Scream? Scream 2. Interesting. It's not terrible, but the whole thing, I don't know. Does it get a chump slap, thumbs up or down? It's not a slapper. I'd say so. it was a good enough movie to watch, but there's some aspects of it where you're like are really are you fucking kidding me like that's the killer type shit oh, okay you know like it doesn't really make sense mm, yeah like it was with our unborn child who survived and- well it's just all right i'm just making spoiler here there's a like some girl's fucking instagram has a picture of this guy it turns out it's his parents that are fucking killing him it's like what the fuck is that what that has nothing well, to do with now anything. i'm taking off my list of shit to see don't even yeah it doesn't matter <laughs> like you don't know why that mm-hmm. the, well they tell you why but you're like oh are you fucking kidding me it's so dumb but I mean, other than that, it's cool just watching the two leads are good actresses and they do a good job of playing scared fucking badasses. I was looking at, like, uh, I checked it out on IMDb and the trailer's playing and I just see, like, masks and people lifestyling groceries and I'm, I don't know if I'm ready. Oh, yeah. Like, it, like, you know? really brings you back to, like, the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, I don't know if I'm ready for that. Too much trauma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should I check it out. wait a couple of years before we're all like, oh, yeah, that did suck. Yeah, there's like a scene where they're in a grocery store and someone coughs and everyone in the line just like looks back like, what the fuck? <laughs> but no, it, it's a decent movie. Let's check it out. But that's all I did. Watched and played. All right. All right. Well, that being said, let's uh, go ahead and move on to the Plotty Time Vibe Check. What's your vibe? Nice. Perfect. Love it. Uh, so did you guys hear that uh, Activision will now pay $35 million to the SEC? Oh, no. Yeah, the reason for that is uh, because of the way it violated workplace misconduct reporting rules and whistleblower protections. Oh, good. Nice. About so time was, uh, these fuckers get taken down. Yeah, apparently there was years upon years of uh, reports of sexual harassment and discrimination that were buried and now they have to pay a fine because they punish people for speaking out, allegedly. Yeah. But, well, I well, guess it was a court case. They have to pay. <laughs> yeah. 
fun. It's a it's it's like a thing where it's like you have to pay us a fine. Will anybody go to the jail? Absolutely not. Just give us a lot of money, and this will go away. Yeah. So now they have to sell more marijuana cosmetics. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Guys, we have another court case. Get a weed skin out there. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> A. Uh, then there was also other news that PlayStation Plus Classics, the streaming versions of PS1 games, a few of them have been given trophy support. So there's a list oh. of like 15 games that have oh. trophies now. Oh, shit. Including Siphon Filter 1 through 3. Guess what? And Chump. even a couple PSP games like Pinball Heroes. No Heroes Allowed, and Super Stardust Portable. No Heroes Allowed. I have no idea what these games are, but I'm excited <laughs> that PSP games are available <laughs> in the Classics Collection. Also, Everybody's Golf 1 and Everybody's Golf 2 and Ape Escape. Do you ever play so, those Everybody Golf? I don't think I ever did. I was into like the Tiger Woods games at that point. Yeah, they look like Wii versions of Tiger Woods. Yeah, yeah. I was like, no, man, I only do the real games. Yeah, I'm being serious here, man. Yeah, the real sim games, guys. Those are for babies. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're all excited about that very much. Oh, so, yeah. also, there was news that came out, and then it was qu- quickly uh, denied by Sony. But there was a report that said Sony slashes the production of the PlayStation VR 2 headsets because pre-orders were disappointing. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. I Yeah, the rumor was out there, and I thought there might have been some credence to it just because there's no line to pre-order. Like, you could pre-order it right now and still I just, have it on launch day. Yeah, I, I just keep, assumed you ordered it already. I keep getting emails to pre-order it, and I'm like, eh, maybe, I don't know. I mean, I did. I pre-ordered it months ago. Yeah. But they're like, it's not like the PS5, you know, it's, it's not like limited or exclusive pre-orders. And then... I was like, well, this story kind of makes sense. And then I'm like, wait, maybe they actually learned from their mistake and, and have enough inventory. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so I can't tell. Actually, but but uh, apparently Sony has come out and denied it and said that is ridiculous. Uh, they said that originally they were going to, Bloomberg reported they were going to make 2 million of them to sell for launch. And now it's supposedly 1 million. And they plan to only ship 1.5 units between April and March 2024. So, But it was quickly disputed by Sony saying that's not true at all. Like, no, you fucking liars. Just because nobody's buying it doesn't mean we're not making them all. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I I, I guess I'll believe Sony. <clears throat> well, we'll see. You know, we'll know when it gets sold how many units are out there. So. Yeah, I'll check it out. Maybe. I'm excited about it, kind of. But speaking of VR, did you see the number actually came out of how much money Facebook lost in their VR division with the metaverse? No. <laughs> I'm eager to hear it. In fiscal year 2022, $13.72 billion. That's a drop in the bucket. Yeah. I know. It's just funny, but they keep uh, continuing to burn money on this metaverse thing that no one gives a shit about. Or can even really explain what it... Like, we are this audience. Like, we are the people that have money that can buy VR units, and none of us even know what the the fucking metaverse is. Like, what is it? This is we. Isn't it just a virtual reality (laughs) universe? It's like a virtual... I, I assumed it was a virtual reality second life. I thought it was just like a big mall with companies trying to sell you shit. <laughs> Why would you like, want that? Like the Futurama version when they go on and the cold yes. commercials are coming? <laughs> yes. Man, why... If that's the true, why would anyone think that's a good idea? I'm not sure that's true. I don't think it's true, but I mean, what else could it be? Just a Sims with a VR set? I guess so, and nobody's got legs apparently, and everyone's real mad about that. Well, they're mad that they lost about the integration. It's so dumb. It's real dumb. And it's very surprising that they're spending this much money on something where they appear to have no vision. Yeah, other than 
You can walk around in it. You can walk around. You can buy stuff. You can buy sneakers, cool, right? but you can't see them because you don't have like... Don't you want to buy a new outfit for your guy? Here's a weed skin. Worked for Call of Duty. <laughs> uh, no, guess not. Nah. I don't know. Facebook should just disappear. I'm, fu- I'm fine with never going on Facebook ever again. I think I found out my second wish is to just get rid of social media. Whoa, make it never exist. Yeah. That's a good wish. Man, what would the world be like if social media was never there? Uh, I mean, there still could be things like news, but you couldn't get rid of Twitter and Facebook. Of course, this is all after Pokemon are real. Of course. <laughs> then nobody would we care. So. Yeah. <laughs> we know that. We know that. Uh, but that's all I got for the Plotty Time Vibe Check. And now you got your Vibe Checked. How about we get into the game? How does that sound? Let's fucking do it, dude. All right. This game, it's been way too long. I've been saying this for years. It's been way too long since we did a Microsoft Connect game. I know. You keep saying <laughs> Did we ever do another one? No. no. Okay. That's why it's been so long. Exactly. It's been almost as long as we've done this podcast. Mm. Or more than that, I guess. Anyway, <laughs> it's been so uh, what? this week's game we're doing is a horror video game made directly for the Kinect. It is called Rise of Nightmares. Ooh. Spooky. It was released September 6th, 2011. Number one song in the country. <clears throat> Excuse me. I got to get, get into Bentley's voice. Well, that's not how you do Okay. I got it. You guys ready? I'm going to sing it as oh. Bentley. That's what we do now. Yep, yep, yep. Bring it on, man. Uh, if you know the answer, shout it out so I can stop singing like Bentley. Here we go. Take me by the tongue and I'll know you. Wait, no. Take, Take me by the tongue and I'll know you. Can't steal your drunk and I'll show you what the booze like, Jagger. I got the booze like, Jagger. I got the booze <laughs> like, It's so Jagger. funny because even if I know it, I'm not going to shut you up because it's so funny. <laughs> It's moves by the moves like Jagger by um I've never even heard of that. Maroon Five. You're right. Moves like Jagger Jesus. by Maroon Five. Whew. Okay, so number one movie <laughs> in the country. Uh this is a movie. I don't think you're gonna get it from the tagline. So I'll give the tagline, I'll give a hint, and then I'll read the synopsis. Tagline is don't talk to anyone, don't touch anyone. The hint mm. for this movie is uh it kind of got a resurgence right around uh I don't know, April 2020. Mm. It was in the news again, but as I said, it was released in September of 2011. The happening. No. What's the resurgence? Something about a plague. Well, now we're thinking critically. I like it. Well, that's kind of my guess was the happening. Okay, well, then I'll read 28 days later. No, that was like 2004. Anyway, (laughs) synopsis. When Beth Emhoff returns to Minnesota from a Hong Kong business trip, she attributes the malaise she feels to jet lag. However, two days later, Beth is dead, and doctors tell her shocked husband that they have no idea what killed her. Quarantine. No. I was thinking outbreak, but that was long before that. Yeah. Soon, many others start to exhibit the same the systems, name of it. and a global pandemic explodes. Doctors try to contain the lethal micro, but society begins to collapse as a blogger fans the flames of paranoia. Uh, plague. It is contagion. Oh, no, never heard of it. Okay, well, then it'd be hard for you to guess. But (laughs) September 6th, 1913, this day in history, the first aircraft ever to do the loop the loop by Adolphe Pigon in France. Adolphe. So the planes were invented in like what, 1911? And two years later, someone fucking flipped it in the air? That's wild. (laughs) (laughs) That's human. Ingenuity, dude. Yeah. Yeah, right? Anytime you get something, the first thing you think is, like, hey, can I flip this? <laughs> Doing stunts. 
It's like, oh, you've mastered flight like birds. You can get into the air. I wonder if I could flip this motherfucker. And the X game started right there. (laughs) You never see a bird do a flip. (laughs) Yeah, you never see them do a loop, do you? Yeah, it's weird. But this game was released for the Xbox 360, specifically for the Kinect camera. Well, not for the Kinect camera, involving the Kinect camera. It was developed and published by Sega. It is a single-player survival horror action game that I picked this week. So if you guys don't mind, I'm just going to roll right into this. Yeah, do yeah, it, go dude. right ahead, man. So obviously we all love this game. It starts in a... It's like a horror movie start. We're in a, a jail cell with uh, two people who... The, the game didn't really do a great job of telling what people's names are. Nope. No. So I had to read the wiki to figure it out. But these two are Aaron and Katya. Oh, yeah, uh, the wiki's in-depth about it. Yeah. The wiki's very... The wiki actually helped. It was yeah, it overly oh. detailed. Uh, yeah, you don't get the warning of, this may be too much detail for you to handle. <laughs> yeah. Aaron and Katya, they're in a, a jail cell. They escape. Uh, it looks like they're going to get out. And then they get into a cell where brick walls just close in on them and, sh- and smush them. Just squish them good. Yeah, mm-hmm. real smooshed. It's like a... It's very akin to like the beginning of a Saw movie. Yeah. That's what that's I kind of exactly got. what I was thinking. It's almost exactly like the beginning of Saw 2, the video game. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Except your decisions you make here don't fucking matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> As they should. Uh, then you get the title card, Rise of Nightmares, and we're now on a train gliding through the Romanian countryside introducing us to our main character. You uh, mostly play this game as a guy by the name of Josh. <laughs> that alcoholic. <laughs> Josh yeah. the alcoholic, who is on a trip with his wife, Kate, and she's like, I guess this was like a last-ditch effort to try and save their marriage or whatever, and as he's talking to her, a fucking flask just falls on the floor. And I had like, a problem with her. <laughs> you stop drinking. I even wrote my very first note I have about her is she needs a divorce. What the fuck is she doing? Yeah. Yeah, like, she's not happy. Yeah, it, it's she's like, it's been five years and you're still drinking. You put up with it for five years. That's a good point. You know, like, think better of yourself, woman. <laughs> Did they meet like when they were in college and just everybody drank and he like kept the party going way too long? I don't know. He seems like a douche. He's fucking carrying a flask. How many people carry flasks everywhere? That Especially on-, on a train you can drink on anyway. Yeah, there's a dining car and shit. Yeah, you know, now that I think about it, like, I have nothing wrong with flasks, but usually flasks, if I've ever used one, maybe a handful of times, because I get, like, I get them as gifts. Yeah. Yeah. I've got them for, like, wedding, being in the wedding party and things like that, yeah. Having a flask isn't weird. They're around. But if I've ever actually used one, it's because I went somewhere to drink and had to sneak in booze. Yeah, like (laughs) taking a flask to the movies. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was never like, man, I don't know if I could go. A half an hour. I'm going to the bar, but I need to bring a flask with me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or for frugal reasons, I'd take that. It's like, God yeah, damn, I'm okay. not paying fifteen dollars for a Jack and Coke. I'll take a Coke, please, and leave like two inches on the top. <laughs> We've all been there. We've all been there. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> but uh, uh, no, okay. Oh, just me. Just me. fuck me. All man. right, well, whatever. Dude, uh, so there's drink. drink. He has a drinky problem. Kate's not happy about it. Uh, she came on this whole tr- trip to see if, like, he he said he was going to clean it up. He didn't. He's and been then, saying it for five years. Yeah. <laughs> she gets pissed off and then leaves. She walks out of the train car. I guess it was, like, a sleeper car or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then Josh is like, oh, Jesus, I guess I got to go find her in this foreign country on this train. So he gets up, and uh, he has this brief, like, mirror hallucination of terror. Yeah, because he washes his face. That's what happens when you drink too much. I guess. (laughs) 
And then uh, as we're going through the train, we, we kind of run into some of the parties that we're going to see throughout the rest of the game. Some are very, killed very soon. Some are within the story for a while. But uh, we run I, through. I like the people taking a train to go to a rave. Fuck yeah, man. That's not the, that's not the group of people you run into in most video games. <laughs> no. No, not really. <laughs> German rave kids? <laughs> yeah. In Romania? <laughs> yeah, it didn't look like they had luggage either. Like, was this a day trip? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah it's a bro. rave. Yeah, man. What do you need? You always bring? go late to a rave. You bring a flask and some drugs. Yeah. <laughs> and a couple of, uh, what are those, glow sticks? Pacifiers. Oh, those two. Pacifiers, glow yeah. sticks. You want to stay hydrated on that train, because when you get up, oh, you yeah. probably some fun dips, pixie sticks. <laughs> we've all been there. Yeah, we've all been there. Yeah, we've all been there. <laughs> Gum. Gum is key, guys. Yeah. You oh, yeah. And then uh, you run into a bunch of weirdos, including two Russian ballerinas, Sasha and Tasha. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, the group of young ravers, you run into a woman with glasses who is named Jane. I don't think they mention her name in this game. I don't know, maybe not. But I had to look up Jane. There was a sleazy businessman talking. And then eventually you run into Yelly, who is the local trained psychic that does tarot cards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that reminds me. Uh, I was in Bethlehem. Tra- oh. <laughs> no, this will trust me. I was in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and we went to this bookstore and I picked this up right here. Chump Slap, can you describe to the people what you are seeing right now? Garbage Pail Kids Tarot Deck. Hell <laughs> That's fucking yeah. awesome, dude. Hell yeah. They're just as gnarly as you think they are. And there's like a 100-page book in here that tells you how to read tarot cards. I think I'm going to get into it. I'm going to get into <laughs> it as a side hustle. Next time I see you, I better get a reading. <laughs> I really think a lot of it is just memor- It's a memorization game. Yeah, it's and what then you the make up bullshit. Together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then if you'd forget, you just make stuff up, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Unless you're talking to someone else who knows how to do it, but why would they ask you to do it? Exactly. That's they don't know, or they do know, but they won't ask me. They'll be like, "Yo, you're you're in on the scam too." All right, let's both be cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that anyway, so that's my tarot deck of the Garbage Pail Kids. Pumped about. There was also a Fallout one. Interesting. Not as cool. Not as cool as Garbage Pail Kids. No. But. No, but still pretty dope. Anyway, so you find Yelly, who is the local trained tarot card reading psychic. Uh, she says something very cryptic to Josh. She says, uh, it comes for you, and it may already be too late. And then she fucks off, and the ticket guy's like, man, what a weirdo, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you just like, all right, I'm just looking for Kate, whatever. So you continue through the train. You find a car with blood just splattered everywhere all over the seats. Yeah, the blood train. Yeah, blood car. <laughs> sure. That's and an then, every Romanian train. Yeah. It's right behind the sleeper car. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh, the the couple of Romanian cops come tearing through the train, <laughs> and some big, huge monster who is named Ernst, we come to find out later. Right. Do we, or is that only in the wiki? No, he does yeah. say his oh, name okay. once. All right. yeah. Oh, yeah, because Victor yells Ernst a couple times. Yeah. But anyway, so this guy's name is Ernst. He's he's like got Katie, like, fireman style over his shoulder. She's not thrilled. He's walking away, and Josh is like, what the fuck? It's knock it off. And then Yelly, the train psychic, yells... And then the train crashes, derails, game over, man. Yep. Do we ever find out why it derailed? No. Okay. No. It just derailed into like a like a river, like at the worst possible place yeah. it could derail. I guess there's no good place to derail. I assume Ernst did it, or Victor. But they could have just let it um, go. Anyway, yeah, okay. Yeah. I just thought I might have missed something. No, no, I just, I can't tell if this was like a thing that was going to happen and Victor and Ertz kind of just capitalized on it or if it was a thing that they did on purpose to get people there. But at the same time, like, it seems pretty high profile if you're just trying to kidnap a couple people, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. 
Was... People are going to come looking for these people. And if someone bought that train, they're going to want their train back. So <laughs> Fair enough. This is also apparently, I forgot to write it down, but there's people, the Romanians, the locals are talking about how the woods they're in are cursed. Yeah, they said that a bunch. Yeah, they did. It's like some kind of local legend or whatever. But hey, let's go check it out. <laughs> you come to, you jump off the train as it gets swept away. Uh, you regroup with a handful of survivors on the shore. They're in like a little like cave alcove thing. They got a fire going. Uh, they talk about the woods being cursed. And then the businessman guy, the scumbag from before, is like, you know what? You guys are idiots. This is dumb. I'm walking. I don't need this. So he walks away and immediately gets probably violently murdered off screen. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then the rest are like, we're going to head through the cave. See what's on the other end. So what do you and do in like, that you situation? What would I do? Yeah. I'd probably just chill in that cave. That's what I would do. I don't think I'd go deeper in. Because people are going to come where the train crash was. The only way I'd go deeper in is if I was being chased by whatever killed that guy outside. Yeah. I think, okay, what would I do or what I would like to to think I'd do. No, what would you really actually do? If I was in that position shit and I <laughs> Yeah, I'd shit myself, step one. But if I heard that guy getting mauled to death out there, and I would probably like go in the cave a little bit, like maybe try to find a big rock to hide behind or something. Right. But I wouldn't want to leave that area. Like a little nook or cranny. Yeah, yeah. It's a dark cave, man. You can hide in the side. Yeah, exactly. But that's probably what I would do. And if everybody else or like maybe I'd see the people in front of me and be in the cave, but stay back, like, a couple feet. Like, let them be the hero. Yeah, let them sit out, get yeah. taken first, right? Uh, but I certainly wouldn't walk out of the cave when that guy clearly got <laughs> murdered. Or, as he's getting murdered, I'd run. Because what are the odds there are two monsters out there? Probably good in Good the thinking, woods. though. Yeah. Well, it is a cursed woods. So, uh, the, you head in the cave, you pass through the cave, and the survivors just kind of find themselves in some kind of weird-ass swamp. Mm -hmm. And then the general, a uh, guy who was apparently a, a retired military guy, he just gets like like uh, Han in, or no, like Luke in Star Wars. I know Dr. Scientist loves this reference. I don't get what when you're talking about. They're in the trash compactor. Everyone's in some shallow water, and all of a sudden Luke gets sucked down and goes below, under the water. Right. That happens in so many movies. So many times. And that there goes the general. He's fucking gone. So everybody else runs to the shore, and they find a dead body hanging from a tree. Oh, yeah, there's a hangman there. Mm -hmm. And they're like, what the fuck did we just walk into? We are hearing this guy get murdered. We saw the general get sucked under, and he's gone. We see bodies in the trees. M maybe these woods are cursed. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go into this old castle or whatever. <laughs> yeah, some wild castle mansion they end up with. And uh, you actually find, you meet up again with Aaron, the dude from the beginning of the game, who got murdered by the squish wall. And you run into the two ballerinas. They're, they're all another group of survivors that made it to the mansion. Mm -hmm. And then next thing we know, a couple of them get killed. It's a couple of the group of survivors. I, I didn't write down which ones. It doesn't matter. And then Ernst shows out of nowhere and grabs Josh and runs away. You basically get knocked out. And guess what? You come to. Because that's what happens in single-player games yep. that we go over. And then Josh awakens. Uh, he's tied to a chair with some mad scientist who we later find out was uh, Victor. And right. he, there's another guy like sitting opposite of you tied up. And uh, he's just chopping his arms off. Splitting <laughs> yeah. wigs. Well, that's some mad science shit. Yeah. And then he says, I have this note down, but I don't know if this makes sense. Oh, yes. Uh, so Victor gets a quote call. Yeah. What, he's just like, ring, ring. Oh, what's yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to stop doing what I'm doing. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, he's walking around. He's like, ring, ring. Like he doesn't hear a ring, people. I'm saying he made the ring, ring noise with his mouth. And then he's like, excuse me, I have a call. 
And it's, uh, he picks it up and he's talking to his wife, Mary, uh, saying that she had news for him, but this was all, like, Victor's, this is, I guess, set to establish that Victor's completely out of his mind. I mean, he did just rip off an arm and kill a guy with an axe to the face. Yeah, but... so the, the talking to himself really does it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in case you guys didn't get it. <laughs> and then at the last second, Josh gets saved by a bald German guy whose name I never got. I don't think they ever tell you. But he hits Victor, he gets, or Victor leaves the room, and then another weird, I guess, demon nurse is watching him. I don't know what else you'd call that. But she gets hit. The bald guy rescues Josh. And then he's like, we got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. This is messed up. And then he immediately gets smushed in half, split in half by a door closing. <laughs> well, that like was more big... like a guillotine yeah. hallway. Yeah. Because <laughs> like... it keeps going back up and down. You can like. Yeah. Oh, I just remember him being like, you go ahead. And then that was. Yeah, that. he's like, let me look at this. Let me crawl through this doorway really slow. And he's like, check out this fresh blood here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's that? And then boom, guillotine falls on him, cuts him right in half. Absolutely. And then you got some uh, horror movie shit you got to do. A lot of puzzle stuff. Josh finds a, a key in a toilet that's filled with blood. He turns on the power. He heads upstairs. And then he finds Jane, the the woman from the bus with the glasses. Yeah. I and put... she's like, oh, my God, what the fuck is happening? We got to get out of here. And she is immediately attacked by Ernst. <laughs> yeah. Like, you see her for two seconds. And then she gets attacked. And then you run... Uh, you get a phone call and a video. I think this was like a real, I don't know what the what the presentation method was, but you see a video with your wife, Kate, being tied to a chair, being tortured, and Josh says he is going to fuck up that British lady who has her. Right. Mm -hmm. And then- That's the first time we see the British lady too, right? Yes, that is the first we see of the British lady, which I'm a little confused about, but we'll get to it. Uh, and then you meet, uh, so like as of right now, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I love the game. I don't know if I'm feeling it, but it's making sense. Like it's, there's weird stuff happening. The train wrecked. There was some kind of premonition. At this part in the game, I have just written down various people with you die. Yeah. Cause, well, they don't do a great job of naming these people yeah. or showing relationships. Yeah. Uh, but they, they, you see people around you getting killed. I get it. I understand what's going on. But then you find a dog that has a man's head. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just wrote, what is this? It's Fido. Yeah. And his name is Marchosius, I believe is how you pronounce it. Yeah, I didn't know how to pronounce that. So that's why I call him Fido. <laughs> yeah. Fido. They do, like, I think Victor calls him Fido yeah, as yeah. a joke. I just called him the Mars Attacks dog. I completely forgot about the Mars oh, Attacks yeah. dog. With fucking, wait, whose head is on the Mars Attacks dog? I don't remember. Dog? It's a female. That, yeah, it's president's wife, maybe? No, it's the news show host. Sarah Jessica Parker. Yes, yes. And then she makes out with Pierce Bronson's severed head. Yeah, yeah. Ah, what a great movie. Oh, yeah, <laughs> classic. You do a couple fetch quests, which I thought was funny, to get Fido's heart. Get it? Fetch, dog, uh -huh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I nailed it. Yeah. And then you run into uh, what I wrote down as bouncing jester babies who take over robot souls. Something like that. I put puppet people. What? Oh, yeah. Bouncing yes, yes. jester babies. Oh, yeah. I remember them. And then a ghost comes out of nowhere and shows you the way. This is where the game kind of... A lot of things happening. A lot of lot of, lot of curveballs getting thrown at us. Do we get fast. past the ballerina fight already? Where is the ballerina fight? Do I have the ballerina fight? It's right before... Now? It's all around the same thing. Right before the dog, I think. Doesn't matter. I don't know. I just thought it was that was a cool fight. They were just like, they look like a, a music box, a child's music box when you meet them, and they're like, "Oh, what the hell is this?" And then, was this like the zombie version or whatever? Yeah, the zombie Tasha and Sasha. Tasha Sasha. Yeah, I do remember seeing them. I, I don't know if you fight here, but let's pretend you do. All right, cool. <laughs> so, uh, you keep going on. You walk into a room and you find Kate on a conveyor belt, and you end up fighting Urs. 
you kill, you knock him down, you you seemingly kill him, and you save Kate. But then Ernst wakes up, and you're like, oh shit, what are we gonna do? And then out of nowhere, he lifts up a grate and points at you and says, fucking get out of here, man. Yeah. Yeah, because he knocked some sense into him. I guess, like you knocked out the programming or something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But he's like, get out of here. So he get you get out, and then you hear Ernst getting murdered, and you see blood just pouring down the grate. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Which I thought was odd, because if they can see the blood coming down, they got to be, like, right there. So Victor would be like, you guys stay there. I'm going to yeah. poke you or something. I don't know. Poke you with a stick while you're through that grate. It was probably too heavy a door for Victor to lift. That would make sense. That That's why only Ernst was able to do it, or why Ernst was like, this is a good idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's very possible. So then, uh, where am I? Uh, you and Kate, you get outside, you escape over a shit bridge through the woods. Shit bridge? Like, not a bridge made of shit, but a bridge of <laughs> shit quality. <laughs> okay. Uh, kind of like when bodies bust out of shit wood and hit pavement. Right. And then Kate seems to, like, just something clicks off and she's in, like, a trance singing to herself. Yeah, mm-hmm. she is. And then she leads you to what I have described as a Mayan zombie rave. There was definitely a dance party of there some were, sort. There was a lot of lights, like way too many LEDs. Or yeah, what are those doing lights? in the middle of a cursed woods? I can't think of a better place for them. Is this the rave they were trying to get to? You know? No. <laughs> Probably not. You're right. Yeah, I don't think You're right. So. Let's shut down that line of thought. You're right. You encounter. I was very confused at who this was, mm-hmm. but it turns out after reading about it a bunch that this quote unquote British lady is Victor. But from what I read, he's able to jump into other bodies. Yeah. What? I yes. thought it was Victor just dressed as his wife. I also thought that too, but apparently it's not. I like know. I said, this is the most accurate podcast in the game. <laughs> I th- I thought because it, it definitely looked like Victor's face. He had fucking white makeup on and shit, and he was just it doesn't matter wearing really. his wife's clothing. Yeah, and he was see. I thought he jumped into a woman, but he was still himself in a way because he did that like dual personality, like arguing with each other. Yeah, where which made me talk think. as the woman and argue with with a man, and then he like flipped to the other side and be Victor and argue. Yeah. Uh, either way, some some kind of fucker he's going on here. Right. Fair. And then he kisses Kate, who's tied up, while Josh is restrained by other mind zombie folk. And then Kate tries to enter the Tesla gateway or whatever the hell that is. The, the portal of some yeah, sort. Yeah, portal. Sort of portal. Portal's a better way to describe that. And then you end up destroying these, like, Tesla coil towers. That's why I called it the Tesla oh, gateway. Yeah. Tesla coils from Command & Conquer. And then you destroy the towers. Victor's body gets zapped as hell and lit on fire. And then the Fido dog knocks him out. Nox. Yeah, the Fido dog. Who out? You. Right, right. And then Josh comes to, and he's tied to like a vertical table, like Hannibal Lecter style, you know? Yes. And the the guy by the name of, uh, oh, how do we pronounce it? I have it written phonetically. Marchosi, Marchosius? Marchosius. Marchosius. I think it's Marchosius. And then, this uh, twice already. We don't have to do it again. <laughs> it's Marchosius. Marchman uh, then rips an eel monster from the dead body of Victor. Mm-hmm. Mm, obviously. And, and just fucking dumps it right down your throat. Just right down the throat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, uh, you come to as, like, I guess you pass out from whatever this trauma is. And then you come to, but you look down and you're fucking Ernst. You're, you look like the big bad guy Ernst. You can't communicate. And all you can hear is, like, your inner monologue. Your Josh inner monologue. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have. I don't understand how that happened. It has something to do with the eels and transferring of bodies. Like, did but he, I don't know. 
Do you take your eel out and give it to Ernst? <laughs> That's like, okay, I'm buying the, no, I'll I buy think, the fact. No, go ahead, Dr. Scientist. It just, you lose your body to him and they must throw you in that because they can't just leave you both in the same body. Yeah. So is that just like a Frankenstein style, like blank vessel thing? Yeah. I would, yeah. I would so, so whichever body he takes goes into that, I guess. But then he it could be. Yeah. Because then he says something about like, you'll eventually just turn into the, the guy. Ernst. So then, as you're Ernst and you're restrained, uh, normal Kate and Josh walk up to you. So Victor is now in your body posing as you. Oh, yeah. Very tricky. Yeah, very tricky guy, that Victor. So uh, then right after this, we get a neat call back to the beginning of the game, and you're Ernst. And as you're walking around, you find Aaron and Katya from the beginning, and they mm. freak out thinking you're going to kill them and run away, and then that's when they get into the trap and crushed. <laughs> Idiots. Which made the first five minutes of the game not seem pointless, at least. Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was, like, tragic, right? Like, yeah. he probably would have helped them, but they ran into the trap and ended up dying. Yeah, he's pretty much just, like, whining, like, no, come on, man. Come on, I'll help you. But he can't say anything. He's just yeah. grunts. Just, like, Ernst. in his head. Yep. And then uh, you can use uh, Ernst's super badass chain as a weapon now as Josh. Like, you're still in there, Josh, but you just can't talk. Right. You're just in a body that isn't yours. Yep. And then you keep going, you get you run into Jane again, the woman with the glasses, but now she's evil or some kind of zombie. Mm-hmm. And you end up fighting her, and then this is probably my favorite moment of the game, where she's like not all there, she's possessed, like something's wrong, and she sees Marchosius and she's like, Are you hurt? And then jumps like like dies, like tackles him, jumps on him, and then self emulates. And then they're both dead. Yeah, that was pretty neat. Sack move. Sack move. Possibly an, an otherworldly sack move. Like she was not, she was not all there. Like she was possessed. Yeah, you beat some sense into her, and then she is that is that the is that the like that's yeah, the yeah. theme of the game. Like I if think you so. hit someone, you beat the shit out of someone enough, they're gonna come around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Please don't take that clip out of context. <laughs> oh Christ! All right. So then uh, you keep going on. And uh, Josh keeps, you know, he goes into the forest. He runs into Yelly, uh, the the train psychic, doing some kind of weird dance ritual in the forest. Yep. And uh, basically, she knows you're not Ernst. She knows you're Josh. And she's like, I can fix this. Like, I can get your body back. Uh, we can, you can save Kate. Uh, you just have to trust me. And you're basically like, you don't know how to get your goddamn body back. Yeah. <laughs> this is weird. I'll take So any you're of like, yeah, I guess this is the option now. You seem nice. You know tarot decks. Mm-hmm. So she's like, all right, I got this. And then she fucking stabs you. <laughs> stabs you back to the train. Yeah. <laughs> and then you stabs you back into the dream realm, which takes you and uh, back to the train ride. But the difference here is it's like different color scheme. It's like out otherworldly. The sound sounds weird. But you can also hear the thoughts of everyone that's on the train in your in your fever dream mind brain. Yeah, that's <laughs> makes sense. And then sense. most like like I wrote I was started writing down all these and I'm like most of these are worthless. <laughs> so yeah, to, yeah. It gives you a neat like character background, but I feel like this happened too late because everyone's already everyone. Dead. Yeah. What do you care? Because you run into this one dude who's with the partying group, and it turns out he's a real piece of shit, and he's like, yeah, I think I can get like these women to smuggle drugs for me. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, well, I'm glad that guy's dead. And then you hear the other two <laughs> girls, and they're just like, we can't wait to party. This is going to be so fun. You're like, well, that's sad. 
Yeah. You keep going through the train, and then the important one, the important memory that you hear is you run into Kate, and then she's thinking, like, oh, my God, should I tell Josh that I'm pregnant? Like, will he finally get it together and stop drinking <laughs> if I tell him this? And Josh is like, oh, shit. That's, like, the classic idea of a abused woman. Yeah. I don't know what the thought process is between a couple being, like, or both understanding that this is not going great and this might end poorly, but let's have another child. Like, that, that'll fix everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it fucking happens all the time. Oh, it really does. It's a- <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you find out, and then as you are going through the train after this big dr- bomb gets dropped, Victor shows up into the dream realm and sa- and he finds uh, Kate, and he like embraces her, and he's like, oh, you don't understand. This is so much like my Mary. And then we get into the Victor backstory. Oh my god. Which okay, I'll just I'll just go through it. Just feel we'll, we'll get to the end. But Victor, basically he was with this woman named Mary. He was a scientist. Uh he still seemed like an evil scientist at the time, but yeah, yeah, he was. that. And uh he he's like, I want this baby to be perfect. So he starts running wild ass experiments on this baby. I assume the baby was alive, right? Like the baby was the baby born ever? I yes. Think. Uh oh. I thought he maybe he killed it in the womb. I couldn't remember. No, because it had a crib and everything. That doesn't mean they was born. Well, it it was a baby. <laughs> Either way, he wanted the baby to be perfect, so he did some evil scientist shit, and he ended up killing the baby. That's implied. Like that's what we get from what Mary's saying. And yeah, uh, a little more than implied. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Mary's that's true. like, um, literally, you killed my baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that was the implication. <laughs> oh. It's about the implication. <laughs> so uh, then, <laughs> fucking Victor is like. I am mad because you're making me feel feelings and then kills and strangles and kills Mary and murders her right there. (laughs) He's a great guy, too. And then he's like, hey, you know what, NBD, as long as I love you, you're alive to me. I'm like, what the fuck kind of... I wrote that quote down because I was like, holy shit, this man is broken. Insane. That's Mm -hmm. why I thought he was just posing as her. I thought that, too, when I was watching it. And and maybe that was the case. Maybe I, I just missed that part. Because uh, he still had the white face. He may have just put on a wig. Yeah. But then I read he could jump through bodies, so I assumed that was what happened. Because... Well, I figured that jumping through bodies was the whole weird animal thing. That weird slug. So did he keep Mary's... He kept Mary's body. Like, we've seen that in the game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he tries to raise him from the dead. But Mary does and he put... Is that Mary? Like, is that Mary's body that he put the eel into? I don't know. Let's just assume it is. So then... Uh, he keeps the body around. He wants to bring the wife back. That's his whole point of what Victor's doing. He's trying to resurrect the dead. And that's that's his evil villain arc, right? Yeah. So then through a voiceover, Yelly, the, the tarot card psychic, tells him to kill Victor in the dream realm. So you're on some kind of... <laughs> makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why We've gone this far. Yeah. Uh, so you're on some kind of ethereal, like floating island thing. Victor becomes a robot and you fight him kick his ass you stab him the desk to death to death stab him to death stab him to death <laughs> turning him into a normal person victor and saying and he keeps saying how you failed mary mary you're you're a piece of shit blah 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 but it's a fake out because we go back into the real world and it turns out you stabbed yelly <gasps> no yeah we're back in the real world now well we're back in yeah. what we perceive as the game's real world and then uh basically yelly being stabbed she's like oh i'm dying you still have time. Uh, that was Victor. You can save Kate at the ritual site. Uh, 
the I can tell through my senses that the resurrection window isn't open yet. So get the fuck out of here. Go save Kate. Right. So I think this is a sack move, right? Like she sacked herself. I don't think she was expecting to get stabbed. Yeah, I think it just happened. Yeah. I don't think there's many people that expect to get stabbed. Well, he was in a, he was like in a dream state and just yeah. wildly swinging a knife around and then she just got in the way by accident. That's true. And it could have been like a half a second as far as she, she knew. Yeah. True like, that. Wait, is it working? And she walks over, gets stabbed. Yeah. So uh, as we, uh, we keep going on, you head over, you battle your way to the, the site and then there's this blinding magical light and you go into another nether realm now. Mm. Ooh, real surreal one this time. And you fight and knock out Mary. Uh, you kill her instead of giving Kate, giving her Kate and your baby. Yeah, she has the unborn child and you kill her to take it yeah, back. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like in the ethereal world, isn't it like a physical child? Yeah. It's more yeah. like a, yeah. So to keep their souls or whatever, you kill her and... Uh, <laughs> This this huge light ball light ball crashed into some Roman columns and turns into a baby, which is happy. It was very confusing. You get drowned out and you wake up at you wake up in the train again. Yeah, as if none of this has happened. Yeah. And then the that's basically the end of the game. But as like a little postscript here, Josh is walking down the train. I assume we're at the point where he's trying to find Kate. So he's walking down the train. It might not be. He might just be him on the train. But he's walking down. He walks past a guy that appears to have bandages all around him. Right. Like he was horribly burnt. Yeah. So this guy sits down. He opens up his briefcase. There's three vials with parasites in them, like exactly like the parasites that got ripped out of Victor's bodies. Mm-hmm. And then that's the end of the game. Do you yeah. think those three parasites are Victor, his wife, and his child? No. I, I think know, one. <laughs> I think. Okay. Well, who's the burnt guy? Is that is that Mar- That's Marchesis. Yeah. I assumed. If that's it, why? I don't understand the relationship between Fido and Victor. I don't understand what this is. I'm pretty sure Fido was like his right-hand man, but he fucked something up. Yeah. And that's why he put his head on a dog. Like maybe that was like, all right, you fucked this up. He explained it, I thought. He does. He's like... I don't remember what he said. Yeah, he said something like I fucked up one of his experiments. So that's what he did to me. He put my head on a dog. He's like, whatever. This happens like twice a month. He'll fucking... Yeah, he'll get over it. It's cool. (laughs) Just the, it was my fault. It was my fault, really. But that's it. Mm-hmm. That's the game. We did it. We got through it. It was fucking awesome. Let's go ahead and head into our final thoughts here. Let's just wrap Let's this one up. It. And uh, we'll start with you, Dr. Scientist. How does that sound? All right. Ooh. So, Dr. Scientist, as always, we ask you questions. And the first one is, did watching this video make you want to play this game? Did the story work for you, or was it just more of the same? And what score out of 27 stars do you think wouldn't be lame? It definitely wasn't more of the same. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, your same. questions were, I'm pretty sure you did that exact same one a couple of times. but Dude, we've done this 210 other times. I'm sure I did. I'm sure I did. Yeah. Uh, Would I play it? No. Okay. Did the story work for me? <sighs> I don't know. It's... Just a dumb horror story. It doesn't even seem like... Dumb? Yeah. This shit was deep. I'm sure he's still an alcoholic, <laughs> right? Like, there was no learning through him. There was no... I'm pretty sure he came around at the end. He I got don't some think he did. sense knocked into him. It was the whole fucking theme of the game. <laughs> I know. I don't think it worked. I don't know. It just seemed like... Uh, it I don't seemed know. like... J- just to kind of work on your point there, Dr. Scientist. I-, I felt like this was a game that had a great story at one point, but like stuff just kept getting cut to make it work with Connect, and this was kind of like the bones of his left. Maybe. 
Oh, that's being generous. Okay. I just, uh, I don't know. It just seemed pointless. It's just horror for horror's sake in VR. It seems what it seems like. It wasn't even VR. Whatever. Connect. It doesn't matter. It's, a good thing. <laughs> it's like a Wii. Both of them are dumb. I, it's just, it didn't really, like other horror games we do at least have some kind of, it's usually like a mental health pro issue or something. But this one's just, I drink a lot. I run into a dangerous forest and now I'm back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so the story didn't really work for me. I mean, it's no quiet man. <laughs> Ooh, no, it's more than zero be. points. Yeah. <laughs> nothing will be. But I'll give it, how am I feeling today? Jerky. Yeah. All right, jerky it is. <laughs> three stars. Okay, that's three stars from the doctor. Uh, how about you there then, Sir Chomp Slap? You're up next. All right. Uh, did this... Did watching this video make you want to play this piece? Oh, what rhymes with piece? Uh, did the story work for you? Or did you feel you got fleeced? Or did you feel you got fleeced? What score out of 27 stars do you think you'd tell your niece? <laughs> I don't have a niece, but if I did, okay. Did this make me want to play it? No, not really. But I did watch a video of a whole playthrough with there's like the person in the corner and you could see like them doing the moves and stuff. Right. It made me want to buy the PSVR too. Just because I was like, oh, oh, that does kind of look fun doing stupid shit. <laughs> but no, it didn't make me want to play this. Did the story work for me? I thought the story wasn't bad. It was interesting. Was it? Yeah. I didn't understand the whole like the slug thing, but okay. this mad scientist creating these creatures doing this weird experiments and shit i mean that makes sense it happens all the time okay okay happens so, all the time yeah i don't know the the whole idea of them derailing a train just to find bodies to stick steal a body in. i think they were just stealing the child they that's all they really wanted was the unborn child oh, to so make they his, knew kate was pregnant to make his dead wife happy or whatever that was definitely the thing that Victor was going after. I don't know what the purpose would have been to have all those other people around. Everyone else was like Marchesis and the other guy, Ernst. They were just Victor's right right hand men. Like they were just his fucking lackeys or whatever. Yeah, and maybe I'm thinking of it too in depth. But if we're led to believe that this whole story took place in Josh's head or someone else's head or whatever, then do you think that maybe it was kind of like a test run for Victor and Marchesius. Well, that doesn't make sense because he did get burned. I thought it was like maybe another test run or something, kind of like a simulation he ran through to see if anyone on the train was someone he'd come after. I figured all those parasites are a hive mind and they all become. Now you're really just, <laughs> just adding things just that aren't even in my ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are coming up with theories to try and make sense of what we saw. That's what we're doing. I mean, we do that a lot, but that, that was just... All right. Well, all right. Maybe the story didn't make sense, but <laughs> either way, I enjoyed it. I, I had a good time watching it. And out of 27 stars, whew, for how much the story didn't make sense, but was still enjoyable, I'll give it a six. Okay. That's a big six. I like it. I like your style. Thanks. So let me ask you a couple questions there. Oh, Scotty. What, what, are, what are they? What do you think? Did watching this video make you want to plug in your connect? Oh. Yeah. Was the story pretty good, or did it seem kind of wrecked? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And out of 27 stars, how far were you erect? <laughs> <laughs> that was easily, easily the best one you guys have ever done. 
Thank you. Top Thank three. You. Top three. Oh, yeah. All right. I didn't see it coming. No, I did not. That's part of the charm. Yeah. Oh, criminies. Okay. Um, did watching this video make me want to play it? I thought the story was interesting, and it felt more like a mid-2000s horror movie or something that would be directed by you, Bull. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, but it was weird. It, it kind of made me want to play it. it. A little bit. Uh, it, but you're right. It made me really more excited for the PSVR coming out in a couple weeks. Well, no, like 10 days. Sweet. Yeah, right. And uh, yeah, sure, sure. It made me want to play it more than before I knew this was a game that existed. Did the story work for me? Um, I would have liked to see maybe the characters get named or maybe there'd be a little bit more character stuff because they're just kind of like, it felt like a Friday the 13th movie where they just keep adding kids and don't give them any backstory or anything. And then when they die, you're like, okay, I guess Mary's dead. Like what? I don't know anything about her. I don't care. It's just fodder. It's just guts getting put through the mill there. Right. So it was kind of generic at points, but I liked the charm it had. I liked Victor as a deem like an as a demon enemy, whatever he was. I liked this wild I didn't see the game ending with a fever dream and a zombie rave. I didn't see that coming. So overall I'd say uh it's weird. Not the best story I ever saw, but it kept me entertained for the forty five minute movie. So mm-hmm. kinda worked. What score out of twenty seven stars would I give it? Now I I would not go as far as to say this story was good. <laughs> Fair. Um, it had some interesting and fun moments. Uh, it was kind of a lot getting thrown into here. I mean, we had body swapping parasites. We had trickery. We had saw traps. We had a dog with a guy's head. It was kind of all over the place. So if it had been something that was more cohesive, I'd be high. I might be in the teens. Like yeah, the teens. It, was, it very well could have gone there. It could have been. It had potential. But, you know, my my heart, I can't give it more than a seven. And I think that's being very generous. That's fair. So with that, that gives a total score of 16. And uh, this year already, we gave Armed and Dangerous a 15 last week. Right. That's about you right. You guys obviously remember that. And we also gave the Warriors a 16. So that's kind of the company it's keeping. Sounds right. I agree. I think we nailed it again, guys. We are the most accurate podcast. Mm-hmm. Most accurate podcast in the game. <laughs> So uh, that being said, if we got nothing else to say about this, let's go ahead and move into our favorite segment of every week, which is Scientist Radical Pokemon Lock of the Week. <laughs> oh my God, it's Radical Pokemon. Every week, Dr. Scientist picks a fucking dope Pokemon to tell us about. <laughs> <laughs> this week, Dr. Scientist, what do you got for us? Well, I thought, what Pokemon would I give Papa Scotch when I make Pokemon real? Ooh. Okay. And it took me a while to find a the good limo. one. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate the effort. It took me a while to find one I thought fit you, but I decided on one called Rotom. And it's How do you spell that? R-O-T-O-M. It's motor backwards. Oh. It's a... Uh, it, it's not really it's a ghost pokemon and it, all it does is uh inhabit electronics equipment and do mischief he looks pretty cool yeah like the electricity gremlin from gremlins 2 i'll take that sure take yeah that all day. Oh, you like, yeah. like go into your washer and turn it off mid-cycle so it just sits in the water until you realize hmm. he's, he's so infuriating <laughs> I know, well, right? I guess it's it's mischief, so I guess you know that's its thing. Yeah, or it'd stop your microwave like two minutes early, so your stuff's still cold. And then you keep doing your microwave again over and over, and it still doesn't yeah. heat up the thing. But maybe, think, okay. maybe maybe if you were nice enough, every once in a while he'd mow your lawn for you if you have an electric mower. Of course I do. Oh wow, you can turn into anything. Yeah, you can anything that's electro electrical. You can go into your refrigerator and just shut it off. That would be hell. 
Oh, you could go on your phone and start texting people. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even think of that. I'm fine with this designation. Oh, I'd make him pretty tough too, so he could win Pokemon battles. But he'd still be annoying you all the time. I just I love having the capability to be this annoying, and everyone just being like, "Well, that's a Rotom for you." <laughs> <laughs> it's like a get out of jail free card. True. I'll but, take it. But yeah, that was my Pokemon Papa Scotch lock of the week. I love it. Rotom, I'm taking it. I can't change it now forever. So <laughs> let's go ahead then and move into our favorite segment of every week, which is Chump Slaps, this or that. We're going to play this or we're going to play that. Every week we give Chump Slaps seven prompts, and this week he is going to have to decide if the prompt I give him is a Barry White song or a McDonald's slogan. Jesus. So Fucking is the name of a Barry White song, or is it a slogan that McDonald's used at one time or another? All right. I got this. So this is rapid fire. We're going to throw these seven in a row at Chomp Slap. He has to scream them out, and we'll see how he does at the end. Are you ready, Sir Chomp Slap? Let's get it on. All right, here we go. Number one, what you want is what you get. McDonald's. Every time a good time. Barry White. I'm qualified to satisfy you. <laughs> That's white. <laughs> Sorry. Put a smile on. Donald's. I've got so much to give. White. I'm loving it. McDolan. Never, never going to give you up. What? <laughs> that's got to be Barry White. All right. That's all seven. And holy shit, man, you're coming right back. That is six out of seven. You oh, nailed it. Oh, which one did he get wrong? This? He got number two incorrect. Every time a good time is not a Barry White song. That is a McDonald's slogan. Eh, okay. That makes sense. Six out of seven is very good. You seem disappointed. Yeah, because I want a I'm a little bit score. disappointed in him. Not going to lie. If it's not well, perfect, it's one. not good enough. Well, I wouldn't say it's an easy one. That's a lot easier than the one I gave you last week. Yes. So, yes. you know, we're going to throw curveballs left and right, but that's a six out of seven. Let's say someone maybe wrote their own Barry White song that incorporates McDonald's slogans, and they wanted us to have it. Where could they send the email with all that information to, Sir Chomp Slap? I don't know how anyone else could write a Barry White song. That doesn't make any sense. But Yeah. You can, you, they really <laughs> if you can. had an AI do it, <laughs> there you go. send it to... Plottytime at gmail.com. I'll read and respond. I'll maybe even throw in a little joke here or there. Who knows? <laughs> Perfect. And if they want to get to us faster on the good socials, how would they do that, Dr. Scientist? At Plottytime on Instagram. And well, nobody checks Twitter anymore. It's not worth it. No, Instagram. And stop by the Reddit with a nice picture of a chump slap on a train with a with the train psychic getting his tarot cards read. Sure. Perfect. I love it. I love everything about that. Yeah, I like trains. Uh, you can also head over to YouTube, like and subscribe there. It really helps us out. Go to plottytime.com, which takes you to our eBay store where you can buy some merch. And uh, I, I don't know. I guess that does it for us. So uh, as always, shout out Blaine JJ. Shout out Drago the Slago. Shout out to Hamman and always Louise Guzman. More importantly than that, don't trust Dr. Scientist, and we'll talk to you next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.